Jesus said, Let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Every good endeavor is a gift from God. Here on Faith Marketplace Radio, you'll be inspired, equipped, and encouraged in your work as you hear business leaders share how their faith impacts their work. Joining us every Saturday at noon on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. For Faith Marketplace Radio, here's Marketplace veteran and your host, Bob Lambert. Hey, good afternoon, everybody out there worldwide from the center of the universe, Chicago, Illinois. We're beaming out to you here on AM 1160. And if you don't have this app, you you need to get this app because you can listen to us from anywhere that you get an Internet connection. So I don't want to hear any of these, well, Bob, geez, I'm on the soccer field. I can't listen to you or this thing. You can listen to us. And if that fails, then here's the one you can't excuse is the podcast. You get out there on faithmarketplace.com. All the podcasts are up there on Google and iTunes and whatever else you use. Uh, you can go out there and listen to those and, uh, and you know, figure us out. Okay. We got good stuff, too. Well, listen, here at Faith Marketplace, we equip individuals, entrepreneurs, small business owners with resources plus community to make a kingdom impact to glorify our mighty God while gaining inspiration from marketplace leaders. And boy, have I got a dynamic duo for you today. Again, I'm Bob Lambert, the host of Faith Marketplace and the founding partner of Samurai Business Group. At Samurai, we offer him entrepreneurs, individuals, small mid-market companies, and their teams advanced business development and sales skills. Most of our clients report that they have doubled or tripled their top-line revenue within 12 to 18 months. At the Samurai Business Group, we say, we put the win back in your sales. And I am so excited to uh, have a dynamic couple joining us from Minnesota today. I'd like to introduce you to Ken and Rachel Wick. They are the principal owners of Higher Point Investing. And boy, fasten your seatbelts, so they got a story today. Welcome, Rachel and Ken. Well, thanks, Bob. We're, we're thrilled to be here. Thank you for inviting us. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. Hey, well, listen, uh, you know, as I always like to kind of start out a little bit, you guys wrote a, an interesting quote here, and I, I'd like for you to share that with our audience, what your quote is and what's behind that. Yeah, Bob, our quote is higher point investing, owned by God, managed by Ken and Rachel. <laughs> okay. So what inspired that? Well, we... We've had just too many things happen in our life to not recognize Jesus as our, our everything. That's right. all we can say. Is he's our everything. And uh, we were educators before, so as we left education, we just dedicated it all to him. Oh, Everything we do. That's great. And how long ago was that, guys, that you did that? So I left education in 2016 after 30 years teaching social studies, coaching various sports, and being an IT director, and... I left in 2019, and I was an art educator at various age levels. Oh, my goodness. Wow. <laughs> That's great. So, uh, listen, uh, the other thing, too, is I want to get into a little bit here of what do you guys want the, the listeners today to take away from this, uh, from the show? Well, we just want to know that everyone can do what we're doing. Okay. As long as they... They take time before the Lord to guide them in everything they do. Mm -hmm. um, it will glorify Him. That's that's the biggest thing. Okay. And, yeah, and we, we do, we think it's critical to have God guiding your business decisions. Mm. Our decision was to pursue a two-pronged legacy. One of those was to promote the kingdom of God. And the other one was to leave something for our children to move into the future with. Oh, yeah. That's beautiful, guys. <laughs> that is beautiful. <laughs> 
you know, and uh, th- folks, you're going to take that away today, plus a whole bunch more, because they've got a lot to tell you. And we've got a giveaway today, too. So I'm going to tease you. you got to stick around. I'm not going to give it to you until probably next segment. Maybe even the third I'll hold off on. So, uh, But we're going to give it to you a couple times there so you can get a hold of this. Hey, you know, what I like to share with the listeners oftentimes is, how, you know, the, the, your faith journey. I mean, did you guys come out and bounce some baby girl and boy Christians? Or, or was there something else going on there with that? <laughs> Well, yeah, that's, you're cracking us up. up. When, I was, uh, when I grew up, I grew up in the Lutheran church and, and had a good solid, good, solid set of parents. We attended church. We did all the typical church activities. As I got into high school I, and uh, college, I realized that, you know, that was a great background, but there's more to God and Jesus and the things that I was, I was taught. The church did a good job. My parents did a good job, but I always knew and felt that there was something more. And as I moved through my life, I had so many encounters that point me and move me closer to Jesus, uh, whether they be things in our business or things in, that have happened to me as a person in my personal life. And Rachel. Well, yeah, unlike Ken, who was pretty much raised in the church, I was more so kind of the holiday churchgoer when we were ah, younger. Okay. And, uh, kind of, <laughs> right? And uh, kind of transformed as I. Uh, got married. I ended up getting confirmed right before getting married um, as an adult and just started to learn a little more. But truly, my mom passing um, and me witnessing some some things uh, during her passing uh, truly revealed uh, God. And I had an encounter with him and that did it. Yeah, well, once you by Jesus, I say. Yeah, no kidding, you guys, man. I tell you, hey, you know, Ken, you, you had quite a few, a couple uh, really unbelievable experiences. Why don't you share with the, uh, you know, that just really rock solid confirmed God was real for you? Yeah, uh, sure. When I was 18, I was um, kind of finishing my tenure as a Boy Scout in a troop in downtown Minneapolis, Troop 94. Uh, and our scoutmasters were all Christians. We were known throughout Minnesota as the praying troop. And we did we did some pretty fun things. I wanted to be a part of this troop because they did. They took trips out to the west, out west up to the Bounty Waters. And on one such trip, we uh, we did some mountain climbing. So mm. we, we put on the ropes and the seats and the carabiners and learned how to not only climb up mountains, but also rappel back down them. Mm. Well, one day when we were rappelling, I was going down this cliff face and I lost control of my brake rope, which is the first thing that our leaders taught us not to do. Don't let go of that rope. (laughs) So I found myself sliding down the mountain and I said probably the quickest prayer I've ever said in my life. And I said, Jesus, please save me. I know there's a future for me. And lo and behold, the next day I know the rope was in my brake hand and I stopped myself from going on the mountain. Wow. After I got down, I was shaking, and I said a, a prayer to the Lord, and that was really the first thing that directed me toward Jesus past mm-hmm. my education. Mm-hmm. So then you had another episode. You've had several, couple of miracles here, dude. <laughs> well, uh, you know, again, <laughs> hard to explain, but uh, looking back on it, maybe, you know, maybe we'll get into the reasons why. I mentioned that I was a, a football coach. Mm-hmm. One, uh, one such um, practice session, it was a warm day in September. The wind was blowing, the, the heat was up, the humidity was up. It was, uh, we're getting to the first break segment in our practice. So we've been practicing for a while. And 
at that time, I was younger and more fit and thought, well, I can do anything that these kids can do. So I would do the drills with them and work out with them and demonstrate how to do these things. After one such demonstration, it was water break time. My co-coach sent all the kids to the water break. I put my hand down on uh, grass, and the next thing I know, I woke up a helicopter flying to the hospital. Oh, wow. It turns, it turns out I had a sudden cardiac arrest, which isn't a heart attack, but it's an electrical short in your heart. Mm. And the next day, uh, at the hospital, the cardiologist came in with a stack of printouts, and he said, he said, once you want, they put the AEDs on and shocked my heart back into rhythm, it took four times to get it going, and they had a printout of that entire episode. Mm. The cardiologist came in the next day and said, hey, look, you had a 4% chance of surviving this, and, and he showed me my heart rhythm was basically flatlined for almost four minutes. Wow. And- and something he forgot to mention to you is that a police officer, here's another part of the miraculous part, a police officer just so happened to be leaving his house and he thought for some reason he should go back in and get his AED unit, which is what they used to revive Ken, and right. he was only like three or four minutes away. Oh, wow. So that was another miracle. That that was an unbelievable miracle. And then you guys you talk about... Uh, you're in the in a lobby during an intermission at a music uh, Christian music uh, festival. What happened there, Rachel? <laughs> so the Christian the Christian musician is Jason Gray, and oddly enough, uh, his tour one of his songs on that tour was a song called "Good to Be Alive," mm. and he was selling T-shirts <laughs> with uh, sinus with a heartbeat on. And I just I I couldn't. There's no way that was a coincidence. <laughs> so we're at the concert, and Jason says, okay, we're going to have an intermission. If you go out to the lobby, you have a chance to sponsor children in another part of the world. So Rachel and I went out to the lobby, and World Vision had set up a big uh, display with brochures for all these different children around the world. And we pick up one of the, the first ones we pick up, the boy's name is Ezekiel. Oh, and wow. we decided on the spot, that is the part that we're going to sponsor. Yeah, no kidding. That is phenomenal. And that's going to lead us in, folks, into a bigger story here about Ken and, and uh, Rachel's missionary and mission that they have, uh, ministry and everything else that they got going on uh, with uh, high point, uh, you know, uh, high point investing. So you got to fast your seatbelts because we're going to come back here to that. Well, listen, I want to um, also, are you looking to increase ways for your business? Are you hungry for business relationships that matter, that help you grow personally, professionally, and spiritually? Welcome to G7 Networking with Purpose, where we form relationships that lead to quality referrals and life transformation. Experience networking with others of like mind and spirit via monthly meetings that follow a powerful format that invites interaction and connection. Immerse yourself in the proprietary G7 app, sharing leads, prayer requests, and increased visibility with the entire G7 network. Chapters are forming all over Chicago land, and I'm proud to say I am the regional director in Chicago. We have five chapters already just in the first quarter of this year. So, guys, you got to go check this out. So get out there and check it out, g7networking.com. And uh, then also just send me a, uh, a text at 312-210-0603 with G7. I'll get back to you and give you more information. We're going to be right back with my special guests, Rachel and Ken Wick, all the way from Minnesota.
This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here again with my guests, Ken and Rachel Wick. Out of, uh, they're with uh, the owners and principals and owners of Higher Point Investing uh, up in Minneapolis, a suburb. What's the suburb up there, guys, that you're in? Well, we're actually a little bit south of Minneapolis in a town called Mankato. Mankato. Okay, yes. Yes. Used to travel up there quite a bit, but, uh, you know, it's been a long time since I've been up. Well, I guess a couple years ago I was up there. All right, Mankato. All right. So uh, let's talk about this, this higher point. So you guys were in uh, the vast majority of your careers. You guys were in education, right? And you're teaching. God bless you, by the way. Thank you for that kind of service. You know, that's almost military service to me because of, you know, especially today what's going on. Uh, so you spent, a, you spent quite a long time there educating our young minds and uh, getting them off the right path. What made you guys get, decide to get out of education? Well, um, I'll take this one. Uh, back when I was about 33, and I kind of mentioned... Um, I'd had an encounter with the Lord when my mother was passing away. Mm-hmm. That kind of got us thinking a little bit more about what what can we do? What kind of legacy can we leave for our children? Um, we have six children between the two of us. Mm-hmm. And as educators, um, it is definitely a service field. So, <laughs> you know, we don't go into it to become wealthy. Right. And uh, so we tried to think, what could we do to help support our family in the future? And my grandparents used to have a fourplex out in California, Hmm. um, in Orange County. And uh, for those of of your listeners that know a little bit about real estate, they did what's called house hacking, uh, where they lived in the apartment complex. My aunt lived in the apartment complex and my great grandmother lived in the complex. Wow! And then they rented out one of the other apartments. And basically in the end, she ended up selling the complex, my grandmother did, and um, did very well because Mm. California, the properties appreciated so quickly um, that it left a very nice inheritance for each of her six grandchildren, which I am one of. And Uh so we just knew that real estate can build wealth and it can build it quite quickly. Yeah. Wow. That's a great story. I didn't realize that, that that's really what the inspiration was. And also that you were at that point in time where you really had to straight take stock of well, what are we doing as far as the legacy for our kids, right? So you actually saw living proof of something by example of what this could do. Now, had you guys had any previous real estate experience at all? Well, we had, since since we've been married, we've had real estate rentals here in Minnesota. Okay. Uh, about 17, 18 years. So we've had duplex, triplex, single family home, our own home, other single family homes. Yeah. So, and trying to do that while you're raising six kids <laughs> and teaching <laughs> is a bit of a juggling act. Yeah. I, I got to add, for again, for your listeners, I'm going to date myself. Um, if any of you have heard of Carlton Sheets, he, he's kind of our intro into learning how to creatively buy real estate. <laughs> I uh, love right, it. Before the whole internet, everybody could learn everything off of YouTube. Uh, <laughs> we have to give credit. That was the kickstart. That's right. <laughs> love it. That's great. Yeah, I remember those old uh, workshops, you know, and they give you send you letters and be on the radio and everything oh, yeah. like that. And, you know, 2,000 people show up at a Holiday Inn, you know, or something yep. like that. <clears throat> that yeah. is great. That is awesome. Uh, so when did you formally then uh, uh, put this uh, higher point investing together? So uh, during, we mentioned that I exited teaching and education world before Rachel did. 
in, in those intervening years when she was still teaching, I was remodeling some of our apartments full time here in Mankato, and I happened to be listening to the radio. And another one, this is another one of these divine appointments that you can't you can't explain by coincidence. On the radio, there's an advertisement for, hey, have you ever wanted to learn how to get into multifamily real estate? If so, just like you were saying, <laughs> come to this meeting up in the Twin Cities and hear about how you can get involved in this. Oh, and it, it just it clicked with me. I knew we were supposed to do that. I felt God nudging me to, to talk to Rachel about it. I went home, talked to her, and she was all over it. She was like, let's go. <laughs> I love it. So, that, so we went to that meeting. Ended up, it was an educational outfit that taught people how to do multifamily. We signed up for their program, and within the next three months, took several courses from them mm-hmm. and learned how to scale up. I mean, we, we knew the rental business in the small rentals, but we were interested in getting into bigger multifamilies to be able to scale up. Quicker. Right. Yeah, that's that's fascinating. So uh, let's 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 the folk we tease them enough about this because this is really fascinating what you guys have done. So uh, let's put some meat on the bone. What is really the higher point? In, you know, uh, investing. What is it about? Okay. So because we owe our lives literally to the Lord, mm-hmm. um, we we wanted to create a name of a company that gave Him glory. Mm-hmm. So higher point. Right. Is, Point up to the Lord, and everything that we do, we want to also lead people to the Lord through as well. Ah. So we kind of made it our vision to, yes, buy large multifamily, not only leave a legacy for our family, but also to do good by the tenants. Ah. Um, the tenants that we've had over the years, they're usually in transition, some form of transition. Okay. We always kind of say people rent for a reason. Mm-hmm. So we very often find ourselves praying with them, providing furniture for them, hang you know helping them move in whatever they need so we wanted to try and do this on a larger scale um and we've learned many different other strategies that we can use as well wow so the ideal client for you guys is what what's what's the ideal customers or people that would you know you're looking for so we we focus on what's called class ce workforce housing which are just ordinary American citizens who are people that work for a living that can't afford a house or are in transition between some other type of thing and moving into a house. Mm-hmm. And part of our goal, and to kind of dovetail on what Rachel said about the name of our company, we met lots of people who are in real estate just to make money, right. and to get the fancy cars and have the nice houses and to take great big vacations in tropical locations. We wanted our business to have a higher point than just making money. Mm. So part of our goal is to give back to the communities that we have apartment complexes in and also give back to the kids that we sponsor. Oh yeah, that that's oh God bless you guys, man. So uh, in essence, what are, what's higher? What what's some of the problems that you guys are solving for people? So what we try and do is we try and find apartment complexes that are let's call it run down mm-hmm. or have been mismanaged. Um, oftentimes like they need to be improved, mm-hmm. um, and and that's part where we can not only provide a service for residents, but we can also provide a profit for investors. Mm. You know, we like to say to people, you know, people all understand what flipping a house is, where they buy a house that's in disrepair, they fix it up and then they sell it. Well, what we do is we find an apartment complex that's kind of in disrepair, 
um, we create a, a model and a business plan and we work towards creating then um, a, a, a wonderful place for people to live, create community, um, different things that we can do within the complex itself. And then of course, um, some returns for investors. Well, yeah, let's talk. Let's let's. I want to hit that point now. You've mentioned investors a couple of times now. Are you guys really a REIT? Is that what you put together here, where you take in investors and then you invest in properties where they they share in that, or how's that work? So there's a couple of there's a couple of different tactics or different avenues to become a real estate investor. There's the passive side where you do kind of exactly what you're just saying, Bob. You put money into a project, someone else manages the project, and you collect returns. Right. And there's what's called the active or the general partnership side, where mm -hmm. you may or may not put in money into the passive side as well, but you're part of managing that property. So uh -huh. You're part of making, making sure that the apartments are remodeled and you've got a good place for residents to live. We, in fact, we have partners out in Las Vegas, and we're involved with them in two different properties. One of which is a 22-unit complex. It's not a huge complex, but the entire apartment complex serves U.S. veterans on a mass mm. release from the U.S. from U.S. vets. So every apartment is filled with what well, used to be a homeless veteran who is on a path to recovery. Oh wow, that's fantastic, man! You guys, that's and, great. And, and Bob, to add to Ken, one of the questions I wanted to try and answer was. Um, you know, we mentioned investors. Just to give you a little more background, what we do is we we gather a bunch of people together mm -hmm. who would like to purchase the complex with us, and you know, are in line with our values. Um, and and then we we do the we execute the business plan and we asset manage the property. Okay. And then they get to be passive. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when you say that they have the same values as you guys do, share. Let's dig into that. A little. What's that mean? The same value, Christian values, or what? Well, we we're uniquely interested in persons who want to give back to the community. Right. We do we do have uh, partners who are Christians. We have we belong to a Christian mastermind real estate investing group. But there's a lot of people out there on the fence. They want to make money, but they also want want to do something to leave a legacy for other people. Okay. And only it's only until you start talking to them that that you realize that. The majority of people that we've talked to through this adventure have been have been keenly interested in doing something to give back to the community, but they don't uh -huh. really know what to do. Okay. <laughs> I love it. That's great. We're going to dig a little bit more into that in the next segment because, you know, I don't want to reveal everything just yet, you know, for you guys. you got to come back. But I'm proud to announce that we welcome Inbound Studio as a sponsor of Faith Marketplace. They have generously provided their talent and expertise to develop and maintain the Faith Marketplace uh, website. Get out there and check it out and see the beautiful work they've done. Marshall Mullet, the owner, has a mission to help small mid-market business-sized uh, businesses be more efficient and effective in getting results from their marketing technology. With their vast experience, Inbound Studio builds websites using inbound marketing methodology that provides a beautiful visitor experience that has them coming back for more. As a result, the company has evolved into the premier provider of web technology services in the Midwest. Please get out there and check them out. It's inboundstudio.studio, inboundstudio.studio. And we're living proof of some of the work they do. And, and by the way, they're a great Christian uh, company, so uh, a Christian-run company. So get out and check them out for me. We're going to be right back with my special guests, Rachel and Ken Wick. 
This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here again with my special guests, Ken and Rachel Wick, principal owners, principals and owners of High Point Investing. Uh, and just a little bit, I'm going to give you uh, what their giveaway is today. It's fabulous, by the way. Everybody that's listening and gives us a keyword is going to get this. But first, I want to clear something up. Because not only does Rachel and Ken invest in multi-unit uh, uh, buildings and that kind of thing and giving back to the community and all that, but they also uh, have investors that want to join in with them. They have the same values they do. So uh, before we get these guys off, I'm going to give you, um, you know, how you're going to get a hold of them because that's really Something that might be somebody out there listening and say, hey, geez, how could I get involved in that? Or I've been looking to do something like that. And I can't think of two better people to uh, do it with than um, Ken and Rachel because they got this nailed, guys. They've been doing this a while, and especially this give back portion of it. So without further ado, uh, we're going to give away a freebie here today. And what it is is a video called How to Analyze an Offering Memorandum for a Multifamily Deal. So you have to text me at 312-210-0603, keyword passive, P-A-S-S-I-V, and we're going to get that uh, URL in your hands to, to see that video. So that's going to be fascinating. So guys, what is that video about? What, what does that mean when you say memorandum, offering memorandum? What's that mean? Exactly. As we go into um, talking with, people who are thinking about getting into real estate, we often do education. We, we help them understand how it could help them in their family. Okay. So an offering memorandum in the large multifamily world is where um, syndicators, which are what we are, mm-hmm. we identify a property, we come up with a value add plan, a way to help it succeed even more than it is. Okay. And then we put together this business plan along with um, market indicators, um, uh, the, the different um, work. Employment, employment, employment statistics, uh, uh, how the community is growing, <laughs> things that are close to the apartment complex, things that would make it a livable place uh, to be for residents. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, you're doing all the background checking, all the research on it to make sure that investor is going to get some of their money back, right? Or get all of it back and then some. Okay. Got yes, it. and it's quite extensive. We want to right. make sure people truly understand. They're going to be part owners, right? Right. So we want to make sure everybody understands what we're going to do in the property and what they're going to get out of it. So, so you're pretty much have... putting on a seminar for them, right? right. <laughs> I love it. Just like what you guys walked into. Only they can view it on, online now, right? Right. right. <laughs> they, don't exactly. to, they don't have to spend the money and fly up there to Minneapolis and sit with you guys. There you go. <laughs> I love it. They can it. if they want. Well, they can if they want. I'm sure you'd love that too, right? You get a whole court there. Yeah, that is awesome. So, again, get out there at uh, 312-210-0306, keyword, uh, what did I say it was? A passive, P-A-S-I-V. Uh, yeah, we're going to get this video in your hands, and, boy, you're going to want to get a hold of this. If you're looking to do this invest- type of investing, these are the pros. These are the guys that you're going to want to get to. Okay, guys, let's get, to, let's get down here to the important stuff, and that's how you glorify God. Uh, what do you give God praise for in your business? Well, I just want to say we do start out our day every day with prayer. Mm-hmm. And we had said Jesus is our CEO. So Very we good. <laughs> we're looking for direction constantly because what we do, I mean, we're at the point we have about $10 million of property under management. Mm-hmm. We can't do that alone. We right. couldn't even you know, put together these business plans without him. So we start off with prayer. 
And then um, he has brought us, he has brought us property. Like there's been times where we've literally been given some property that has also kickstarted our journey into more and more larger scaling property. Wow. In addition to um, prayers, and we've been faithful with some of the things he's asked us to do, and it's led us to where we are now. Man, oh man, that is fantastic. So uh, I too, everybody, I, you know, I think everybody out there hopefully is starting their day in prayer. Uh, I selected every year for last, I guess about 10 years, I select a word of the year, and uh, this year's word is gratitude. So every day before my feet hit the ground or anything, as I'm laying there, man, I am just so grateful. And I'm ticking off all the things that God has, has, you know, blessed us with and things like that. And just kind of throughout the day when, you know, even if something went, took a left-hand turn on me, I, 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 I pray for, I tell him about the gratitude that it's something I learned from that. It might hurt, you know, but I'm just grateful that at least I, I got a lesson out of it. And, you know, at my age, every day above ground is a holiday, you know, so <laughs> I greet, I greet that if I could, you know, be vertical, I'm, I'm doing good. Uh, what, okay. So how do you guys incorporate your faith at work? Now, Cause that's what this show is about. What, what are the things that you, you alluded to a little bit of that, about praying for some people and helping them, but what, you know, what do you guys do that, that uh, you know, creates yeah, Bob, that, this we, is a ministry for you guys. I, I know yeah, that. Yeah, Bob, we, t- we talk to an awful lot of people, uh, investors, other people who are in our position, folks that are interested in real estate, whether that's here in, um, in, in Minnesota or when we go to different conferences around the country. Pretty much everybody we talk to, we we're, we do what we're doing today. We tell the story of how we got to where we are. Mm. We incorporate the idea that Jesus is is the one that's guiding us, and mm-hmm. this is all this is all God's uh, entire earth is God's. All the apartment complexes are God's. It's our mission. We feel to help other people through doing real estate. So we're not afraid to talk to anybody and everybody that we that we encounter about the Lord and how. He has influenced our business. Yeah. We also have uh, a project that Rachel's going to tell you about. Okay, great. So uh, in prayer in 2018, during one of these morning times with the Lord, he said, doorstodonate.org. Oh. Doorstodonate.org. Okay. And I I could, I'm I'm an artist, so oftentimes the Lord, you know, reveals things in imagery to me, and and I, I do whatever he shows me to do in paint or drawing, but with this one... It was like a website, like door. It looked like a website, doors to donate.org. So right away, I thought, <laughs> what does that mean? And I felt like he was saying we should sponsor one child through World Vision for every rental door that we had. And at the time, we had five rental doors. And uh, talked to Ken, he agreed, and we couldn't afford it whatsoever in education. Um, you know, there's a a cost for our sponsorship every month and we thought how are we going to do this mm-hmm. we can't afford it but we said we're going on god's we're facing yep. god he can provide so there sure enough we sponsored six children instead of five in faith that god would bring us more doors and he did <laughs> oh so my that's, goodness that's, that's fix, you know that's part of it um the faith story that we share oh my goodness money. wow wow i, I love it I knew I was going to, I couldn't wait to get to this appointment or, you know, this interview this year, because what you explained to me the first time we talked, and I thought, oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think I know a little bit about, you know, a lot of things, but when you when I heard, heard your heart and what, what you guys were doing, I just thought, man, this is so cool. Um, how would you provide hope for other people who are facing challenges? Obviously, that's some of the things you're doing. 
you know, that you've shared, but how do you, how do you do this on a regular basis, providing hope? A lot of it has to do with, with our own past, our own experiences with the Lord. Hmm. There's, everybody has, you know, none of us, we've all sinned, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. No mm-hmm. one is, is sin-free except for Jesus. And that's what the gospel says. The gospel brings that hope that despite what you have done, despite your past, despite the mistakes you made, Jesus will forgive you and is the salvation. Mm-hmm. So we, we try to live that out in our daily lives when we encounter people, when we talk to them for our residents. We share the gospel with our residents as much as we can. And we just, we really feel like that's the message that's in our heart. And we, we want to, every day, uh, like you said, Bob, when you're vertical, no better time to keep spreading that message. <laughs> I love it. Hey, you, you know, there was something else that I uh, drew my attention that you guys had in here uh, about incorporating your faith, and that was about um, National Christian Foundation. Well, can you share a little bit about that and what you're doing with those guys? Sure. Yeah. So we joined a group of other Christian syndicators called um, a Kingdom Real Estate Investor Group. Mm-hmm. And we had talked to many of them and we were, we'd, were talking about this doors to donate thing that God had told us, but we didn't know exactly what it was or how to implement it. You know how God gives you like one step, but not all the steps. Yeah, right. we, were trying to, we were trying to figure out what it all meant. And so as we were talking to other Christian syndicators, we learned several different strategies people use to give back. And one of them was through the National Christian Foundation, mm-hmm. starting a donor advised fund. Okay. So um, once we realized we could do that, that, that all started to make sense. So that's what we did in every apartment complex we buy. Um, we put portions of our own personal proceeds into it, and then we invite other people to donate into that. And then we can grant out to the communities those complexes are in to other nonprofits. Um, or we could, you know, go elsewhere like how we're doing with the World Vision. Um, yeah, children. that's fabulous, guys, because I've had them on the show here, know a bit about them. And I think that's really terrific because a lot of people don't know about that, you know, of any faith that don't know that you can designate like that. And you can set, especially people of means and wealth. And I just applaud you for that. That is terrific because you're giving, again, you're designating back into the community. And that's really, and you've got somebody can take an administer for you. It's not something you have to be burdened with all the time, right? Yeah. So right. that's really terrific. Hey, okay, real quick before we end. Uh, this is cool. I'm going to get touch on both of you. What words of wisdom would you have given to your younger selves, okay? <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, for me, uh, for me, it would be per- pursue Jesus fully at a younger age. And, and we have kids, and we, you know, they went through Sunday school and Christian education, too. And it's typical to see kids, you know, fall away or, or become more lukewarm. For me, it would be pursue Jesus more. For okay. Now, how about yeah. you? Rachel? Well, you know, now that I know Jesus, it'd be hard to, you know, want <laughs> to go back and not know him because he's everything. How, how but, do you tap that, right? <laughs> yeah, so definitely that. And then, of course, for anybody that's listening has thought about getting into real estate, I, I personally think, I wish I would have realized you can do this at any age. It could have been 18 and figured out how to do what we're doing right now. Okay, so, so you're going to tell me this, you're going to tell me this, Rachel, of Ken, because you wrote something here I thought was pretty cool. He's a walking what? He's a walking <laughs> dictionary. He's a walking miracle. Well, well, he's a walking miracle. We know that, but he's also 
You said in your fucking dictionary. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) He is. He's highly intelligent. Any word, any word, he can almost spell it for you. All right. Well, listen, we're going to be right back here with special guest, Ken and Rachel Wick. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here with my special guests, Ken and Rachel Wick. Uh, they have Higher Point Investing. We got into that a bit about not only are they buying up multi-units, but also they have investor groups that you can get involved with. What I want you to do is get out there to their website, higherpointinvesting.com. Uh, they also, you guys take phone calls, right? We do. Yeah, and it's area code 507-338-8543. And I know they would just love to chat with you. Listen, uh, we figured we're going to put a little bit more education into this in this segment now. We're going to roundtable this a bit. And one of the things that we brought up was, you know, investing in real estate right now with some of the kind of the indications we're going in some headwinds. The other part of this is because they're into rental properties. Where's that going? I've been reading and hearing about, you know, rentals going up and all that kind of stuff. So I got two of the pros here. So I want to throw it out to you guys. Let's chew on this. What, uh, first of all, let's, let's talk about what you, you brought up about the investing and, and what, what the hurdles and maybe especially with you guys do when, uh, you know, the teeth are chattering. Geez, do we do this or not? What do you guys do uh, to, to come to a decision about that? Okay, so <laughs> it's, it's not always easy because everything in real estate, truly, to be honest, can be a risk. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you live through the 2008 right. real estate nightmare, you know what can happen and it takes a while for values to come back. So one of the things we really have to think about is, I'm going to say it, both sides of the fence. Mm-hmm. We want responsible to our residents and we want to be fiscally responsible to our investors Mm -hmm. so right now there is a 4.5 million household shortage Mm. in the in the united states right so there is i mean we put an apartment um up for rent in 20 applicants call sometimes they even will rent it without seeing it it's Mm. it's very extreme right now Mm. yep so we like we said, we typically like to work in the um, workforce housing, maybe like the eight hundred to you know nine fifty monthly rent, mm. um, a little bit more on the affordable side. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so even this morning, I was up at six thirty, just thinking about how can we make it work for the residents, the the cost that we need to rent something for, yet uh, improve it and remodel it, right? And then how can we also provide a profit? for our passive investors right. because we always try to provide, you know, monthly cash flow like a, a typical um, owner mm-hmm. would get. Okay. And, and that's a challenge. That takes Jesus right there in the economy of high-priced <laughs> properties. <laughs> yeah, and I guess it's uh, also just resourcing the properties, right? I mean, because you guys have property nationwide, right? We do. And, uh, just like Rachel said, there's a $4.5 million household shortage in rental properties across the country. We travel to properties typically and look at them, but there's there's also a lot of competition for those properties, Mm. which drives the price up. Right now, we're seeing that in lots of markets, the price for real estate pencils up uh, or gets pushed up by the competition. And then when you underwrite it, it just doesn't pencil. It doesn't flow well for investors. So you really have to take your time. You have to get that education. You have to know how to underwrite. You have to make good contacts with other people who can help you 
determine whether or not a property is worth going after. Mm. And, it, and it takes a while to get that education. It takes a little practice to get out there and do it mm-hmm. and, and to make those connections. Yeah, and honestly, the, the fact that we've had property management experience for so long helps us know, know the typical, you know, ways we could possibly bring a property up to value by stuff like water conservation. We mm. This last property, we put in water conservation measures. Mm-hmm. And number one, it helps the planet. Number two, it saved half the water cost per year. Wow, wow. Why not? Yeah, Yeah. that's great. So not only the upgrades and make it livable and comfortable and safe for people to move into that that really want to do that and need it, but on the other side of that, for being fiscally responsible with how you're managing it, the resources and everything like that, too. So that's, boy, that's terrific. You know, you guys got to really, yeah, and you got to be educated about that, right? Uh, to do that kind of thing. Now, uh, in investors, what is a typical investor investing with you guys? What What, what is a, a good amount for people sure. to think about? We typically um, ask for a $50,000 minimum. Okay. And then depending on the size of the property, you know, if it's a, a 10 or $15 million property, it might be 100000 as a minimum. But typically 50000 and not just across us, but other syndicators, uh, that's that's very standard. Okay. And then do you raise all the money for what they're, they're asking for the property or is or part of that also, uh, um, you know, uh, leveraged uh, a bit with, a, you know, a loan? Sure. Sure. A typical commercial, in a typical commercial property situation will raise 25% plus the co- closing costs. Okay. And if there is any additional funds that need to be raised to do the capital expenditure renovations, We'll try to raise those too. Okay. In the, in, in the recent years, lots of um, syndicators have done what are called bridge loans, where they take out a higher interest loan for a shorter period of time. And part of that bridge loan includes the capital expenditures, for the renovations. Okay. As we see interest rates inching up and right. continuing to do so, more and more investors are shying away from the bridge loan and they're trying to get long term financing from the get go. Okay. That cap at money up front. Yeah. Now, uh, is there a difference between a commercial, uh, you know, commercial property like what you're talking about in a regular uh, single family home uh, as far as, uh, you know, um, getting money or securing those? Yes. For those of you that are interested in possibly buying your own real estate, from one unit to four units, so from a single family home to like a quad, that would be considered residential property. So you okay. can go into the bank and you could do it off of your own income. Okay. If you go above four units into five and above, you're now in the commercial realm and that typically goes into a, another type of lending. Ah, okay. And is that also uh, different kind of interest rates too? I mean, we've seen uh, historically real rates for you know residential. Uh, is commercial, uh, do they bump that up a little bit for you guys? <laughs> they, yeah, it's usually about at least one point higher. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah, and you're, you're seeing and starting to feel the trends coming across there now. So is this a good time for guys to jump in or not? It, it can be if you have a keen eye to decipher what you're looking at. If you can pencil it out to make it work. If, mm-hmm. if the property can be brought up to market rents uh, mm-hmm. and be competitive in the area. And usually we look for a complex that's in a larger city, 200,000 population or greater, okay. is that tends to be more and more recession-proof. Okay. And and the other thing you brought up, four, was that correct? 4.5 uh, shortage for, for yes, rental property? So how, how are we going to fill that gap, guys? How is that going to get filled? You know, we were just on a call yesterday with a variety of nonprofits from our, our town here in Mankato, 
and we're all kind of talking about that how do we do that how do the cost of materials right now is so expensive Mm. labor we can't get enough labor even in our current model so I think that's going to take a miracle, right? Let's pray for it. (laughs) One of the unique models that we've heard about, Bob, is uh, some partners that we know are purchasing hotels that Uh are struggling financially and converting those units into basically a studio apartment. Mm. And I see that as potentially a way to help fill some of these, to help take care of some of these uh, something need for the housing in the United States. In fact, we got an email today, the same group of partners is doing a new complex in another city. So they're mm-hmm. they're really trying to, to make this model work. And, yeah. and it does. The cash flow works. Yeah, and I see that also a lot of these, uh, you know, malls, because they've gotten in trouble, how they're being turned into uh, partially into housing uh, units. I got one here in our community that is doing that. Took out a big Sears store and one of the other stores, and they're turning them into uh, mainly senior living, you know, types of things. And then it's all indoors, so they can walk inside. They can have, you know, a food court. They can have, you know, all the essentials that they need without having to leave their, you know, leave the complex. So I can't believe we're out of time, guys. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Well, folks, you want to come back here and visit us next Saturday, noon to 1 o'clock here on AM 1160. Get out there and check out our podcast at faithmarketplace.com. Also, check out Samurai Business Group. You know, if you're looking for some sales help and business development help and some coaching and training, we'd love to hear from you out there. So go check check that out also. And I want to spe- thank my special guests today, Ken and Rachel. You guys have been terrific. God bless you. You know, I, I, I hope you, well, I know I'm praying that you will have much more success and help a lot of our folks out there that need this type of Uh, services that you provide in clean, safe living. Again, we'll be back next Saturday. Thanks for joining us for Faith Marketplace Radio, here to inspire, equip, and encourage Chicagoland's Christian business community. Faith Marketplace is on every Saturday at noon, right here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Listen to past shows anytime online at faithmarketplace.com.